for then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they may be praised by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms may be done in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, so that they may be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door, and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. Dear friends in Christ, grace and peace to you from God, our Creator, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. At the risk of demystifying a little of the aura around the ashes we use for this day, let me tell you a little bit about the cross on your forehead. The ashes we use for this day come from the burned palms of last year's Palm Sunday worship. They are sifted and ground until they become the fine, dark powder we use in worship tonight. Mixing those ashes into the right consistency is not a science. The ashes are mixed with chrism oil, a particular blend of olive oil and perfume, which is blessed during a worship service week. If you feel right now, smell a faint scent, as you are sitting in your seat with a cross on your head, you are right. Chrism oil is used in other circumstances too, in baptisms, in ordinations, in last rites, sometimes even in dedicating church buildings and sanctuaries so that that faint fragrance is left behind you, calling you back to other times in your life when someone laid their hands on you and blessed you. You have to mix the ashes with oil, partly because of the liturgical meaning, but also because if you mix ashes with water, you will make lye. And I can tell you from personal experience that a lye cross on your forehead leaves you with a burning sensation that will make you feel very badly indeed for every sin you can possibly remember. <laughs> ashes with oil, trying your best to get it right. Too much oil and you have a soupy mess. Too little and everyone walks away from the altar with bits of cross all over their faces. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. One by one, each person receives the same sign, with the same words. Woman, man, child, infant, wealthy, poor, middle class, Member, visitor, pastor, volunteer, a relentless similarity. One by one, we are each brought to the thing we have in common, to remember that we are dust, and to dust we shall return. Behind these ashes are both ordinary logistics, things like, will we have enough? Did we get the mixture right? and beautiful mystery. This day is the perfect fusion of them both, 
both holy, profound truth and messy, dirty daily life. The ashes we bear remind us of our end, and yet the shape they are in reminds us that even in that end, God has hidden a beginning. Both the mystery and the reality of it bring us to the one thing we cannot escape about ourselves and the one thing we try to hide from so often. Kate Bowler, a biblical scholar at Duke Divinity School who was diagnosed with stage 4 cancer at age 35, writes about Ash Wednesday. In a world which prizes self-affirmation, confidence, and pride, Ash Wednesday comes as a slap in the face, a bracing cold shower of reality. Inescapably, we are told of our lingering weaknesses, faults, and helplessness. We are, apparently, not such big shots after all. On this night, our mortality, that can be a big, scary thing, a very tender thing. Perhaps for you this night, it is just that. Perhaps you or someone you love is living with a new diagnosis that took the breath out of your lungs when you heard it. Perhaps you are grieving for someone whose death reordered your life. Or maybe things have fallen apart for you in another way, a relationship or a friendship, job security, retirement plans, addictions, mental illness. Things fall apart in such deep and damaging ways that you can barely see your way home tonight much less what you are supposed to do tomorrow. But that may not be where you are tonight. Many of us are able to spend most of our days not thinking directly about our mortality, looking it straight in the eye. Instead, we are trying to finish endless lists of tasks or manage our calendars full of activities. We are getting children to their appointments or aging parents to theirs. We are falling into bed exhausted or lying awake at night wondering who we are supposed to be. We pay bills, go to class, cut coupons, take tests, mow the lawn, take out the garbage, until one day we look around and wonder where all the time went. There is something particularly ironic about marking ourselves publicly with an ashen cross on our foreheads the same night we hear Jesus admonish us not to show off our piety. But the real message of this cross isn't for anyone else. It is for us. It doesn't much matter whether anybody else sees it. It matters whether we do whether we hear both the challenge and the comfort of our own end, but an end that is always enveloped in the love of God. So perhaps this night for you is about the ashes themselves, ashes that came from the leftovers of a great parade, a huge celebration which turned on a dime and became instead a march toward an execution. Maybe life is something like that for you these days. A road you thought was going one direction turned out to take you someplace else instead. Or maybe this night for you is more about the messiness of all of it. Feeling as if things never quite work out the way you want. Or as if the world is spinning off its axis. 
worried that the future you had planned on may not come to be, or the security you always assumed when you were younger is slipping out of your fingers. Maybe this night for you is about the oil, that sense, that scent, that you are being called, anointed, and sent into something new, even if you are not quite sure what it is yet. Over it all hangs a very faint fragrance inviting you forward, showing you the way one step at a time. Or maybe this night for you is about the cross, the promise traced onto you and into you that no matter what happens, no matter what comes, in the temptations of your greatest success and the grief of your very worst fall, you are a beloved child of God promise that is never broken. This night, of course, is about all of that. The truth held in these ashes that even our greatest successes don't last. And the gritty reality of the dirt that God doesn't show up for us in spite of who we are or in spite of where we are, but right in the middle of the mess. And the promise of the oil that we are anointed, we are called, and we are sent to be about more than ourselves. That the fast God sets before us is to loose the bonds of injustice and undo the thongs of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free and break every chain. And the unending love of the cross. The God determined that all the messes we make don't get the last word. Methodist pastor Jan Richardson, who has a gift for writing beautiful blessings, which I quote a lot, wrote one for this day called Blessing the Dust. You've probably heard me quote it before. But just a piece, the way she begins it. All those days you felt like dust, like dirt, as if all you had to do was turn your face toward the wind and be scattered to the four corners or swept away by the smallest breath as insubstantial. Did you not know what the Holy One can do with dust? On a night when our beginning and our ending have been mixed up in a small bowl of ashes with a little bit of oil and stirred imperfectly and smeared on our foreheads to mark us, to trace that baptismal cross that, cross that hides underneath. On a, on a night when life and death, when grief and hope, mortality and eternity are rubbed into our skin. Maybe it's best to leave this place with the lingering scent of our holy moment together and that beautiful, holy question ringing in your ears. Do you not know what the Holy One will do with dust?